adventures of Jungle Jim. The adventures of Jungle Jim broadcast weekly over this station are dramatized from the full color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement that comes to you each week with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who make their weekends more enjoyable reading the world's greatest comic and adventure pictures by the world's best artists featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly. Insist on the Sunday newspaper that brings you the Comic Weekly. A week after Lil's sudden departure from Nahia, Jim makes up his mind to follow her to Singapore. Radio calls reach a freighter en route to Singapore, and the captain agrees to stop over and pick up Jim and Kolo. Kitty St. John is desperate when she finds out Jim is leaving and begs him to stay. Jim refuses to remain despite Kitty's eloquent pleas, and after a farewell dinner with Tony Lowry and his fellow planters, Jim boards the freighter and sets out for Singapore with the hope of rejoining Lil. At midnight, Jim is on deck, watching the Nahian Islands fade into the distance, when suddenly he discovers that someone has crept up beside him. He turns quickly and is amazed to see Kitty St. John. Seizing her by the arm, he rushes her to the captain's cabin. Captain, I'm sorry to say you'll have to put about and go back to Nahia. We've got a stowaway aboard. A stowaway, Mr. Bradley? Where? Right here. This stubborn, headstrong little woman. Why, you don't mean Mrs. St. John, Mr. Bradley. I don't mean anyone else. <laughs> it's all right, Captain. You can explain things now. All right, oh, Mrs. St. John. Well, it's like this, Mr. Bradley. As soon as I docked in the here, Mrs. St. John here came aboard. Asked me if I had any accommodations. Well, I had one extra cabin right next to yours, so she agreed to take it. On condition, I kept it a secret until we got well out to sea. So I agreed. You know how the shipping business is these days, Mr. Bradley, and... Any chance to pick up an extra hundred dollars can't very well be overlooked. So I couldn't do anything else but take her offer. No real harm done, I hope. Oh, no, Captain, unless you call ruining my entire trip real harm. Uh, Captain, uh, this young lady has the mind of a child and uh, really should be under a guardian. She has no business being here. We ought to put about and take her back to here. Well, that's out of the question, Mr. Bradley. I've got to maintain some sort of schedule and I'm behind now. Besides, she's free, white, and 21, American, and has the fare. So I'm afraid we'll just have to take her. Well, now that we've settled my constitutional right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, let's all be friends. Uh, listen, Kitty. I don't mind you pursuing happiness, but I hate like the Dickens to have you pursuing me. Now, I want this clearly understood, Captain. Yes? During the entire voyage, I want my meal served alone. You may have the uh, dubious pleasure of dining with this uh, young lady, but I'll wait for a second sitting, and I'll have my meals alone. Well, just as you say, Mr. Bradley, although I do think you're not behaving very well toward this charming young lady, most men enjoy a little feminine company aboard ship. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. You're a gentleman. Well, I'm not like most men, and this persistent little pest adds nothing to my enjoyment. The less I see of her, the better I like it. Now, uh... Good night to both of you. Well, Mr. St. John, from all I've heard of Jungle Jim Bradley, this doesn't sound like him at all. What have you done to make him that mad? Not a thing, Captain, except to try to make him see sense. I'll let you in on a little secret, Captain. Yes? In reality, Jungle Jim is very fond of me. 
In fact, he's in love with me. But he just won't admit it. He's afraid of love. He's trying to run away from it. Well, I've heard of tough fellows like Jungle Jim Bradley who could lick anything alive, become timid little souls when the love bug bites them. <laughs> so I suppose you're right. Anyway, a little romance aboard ship's a good thing. Sort of breaks the monotony. You are a very wise and gallant man, Captain, and I'm going to like you. Well, I must be running along to bed now. Good night. And thank you for all you've done for me, Captain. Oh, don't mention it, ma'am. It's a pleasure. Good night. A few days later, one hot, sultry morning, the sky became overcast with heavy black clouds. The sea was like a sheet of glass, and the ship was making fast time as Jungle Jim strolled up on the forward deck and met the first mate scanning the sky. Ah, good morning, Mr. McKenzie. How do you like the looks of the weather? I don't like it a bit, Mr. Bradley. Looks bad. Aye, awfully bad. Mm -hmm. Guess you're right. I wouldn't be at all surprised if we... Didn't run into a lot of nasty weather. Aye. The glass is falling fast, and we're just beginning the worst of the typhoon season. We get some mighty bad blows in this part of the Pacific. You'd better get to your cabin, Mr. Bradley. This storm is liable to break at any moment. Captain has ordered everything buttoned down, and everyone below. Well, there she blows, Mr. Bradley. Get below. Hug the side of the top structure. Grab that handrail and hang on. Okay, Mac, I'm on my way. Don't worry about me. I'll make it all right. Jim! Jim! Jim, help! Help! The wind is too strong. What the devil are you doing up here? Didn't you get orders to stay below? I had to come up. I couldn't stand it down there. The air is awful. I wanted fresh air. All right. <gasps> hang on the rail, Kitty. <gasps> and start moving towards the hatchway. All right. I'll hang on to you with one arm. There. There, that's it. That's fine. Now, now keep going. <gasps> keep going. For the love of Pete, Kitty, keep moving. <laughs> These decks are awash and the seas are mounting high. I'm doing my best, Jim, but I can't make much headway against the wind. I'm losing my grip on this rail. You've got to hang on, Kitty. There's only a little way to go now. Don't give up or else we're lost. I'll try to keep you up. That's it. Now, now go ahead. Try again. Just as Jim and Kitty edged along the storm-lashed deck and they were within an arm's length of the door, a huge wave broke over the deck and swept them into the raging seas. Back in Nahia, Wilson brings Tony Lowry some very bad news from the wireless station. Hey, here, Wilson. Give me your southwestern oil skins. Hey, kick those boots off. Make yourself comfortable. What the deuce brought you out in weather like this, man? Bad news, Mr. Lowry. Oh? First I located Mr. St. John. Your hunch was right. She was aboard the Manila Merchant. Booked passage while we were having that stag dinner for Jim. 
What do you mean she was aboard the Manila Merchant? What is she now? That's the bad news, Mr. Lowry. While I was talking to Griffin, the operator, he remarked that the weather looked very threatening. Thought they might hit a typhoon in that zone they were in. Yes? Well, he was hurrying to sign off when the storm hit and it was a bad one. So he signed off but came right back again less than five minutes, saying that there was a man overboard. Then, correction, a man and woman passenger swept over uh, while they were trying to get to the hatchway and go below. Wait, Scott Wilson. A man and a woman? Passengers? Good Lord, Jungle Jim and Kitty St. John. That's it, Mr. Lowry. They were the only passengers aboard. Must be them. And did you get any other news, Wilson? Uh, did the ship cut her engines and stop? No, Mr. Lowry. Evidently, the storm was giving them plenty of trouble. I tried several times to raise the operator, but with no success. I left Kenton in charge down at the station and hurried up here with the news. Oh, now this is serious, Wilson. And it's probably all the fault of that harebrained Kitty St. John. Oh, I wish there was something we could do to help. With a storm raging and no word from the operator aboard the Manila Merchant, we're just stymied. Oh, I hope to heaven they've been able to rescue Kitty and Jim. So do I, Mr. Lowry. This world needs all the men like Jungle Jim it has. And a few million more besides. Yes. Well, I'll go back to the wireless shack, Mr. Lowry, and if I get any more news, I'll hustle it right up. Thanks. Do that, Wilson. I'll be here all day, and I won't go to bed until I get some word. So keep trying to raise the operator on the Manila Merchant. We've got to know what happened to Jungle Jim. And as the freighter Southern Cross nears Singapore, its radio operator picks up a message which the captain thinks will be of great importance to Shanghai Lil. The captain finds her sunning herself on the deck and draws up a chair beside her. Hello, Captain Anson. How are you? Oh, very well, thank you, Mr. Grill. Very well. And this voyage has certainly done you a world of good. You look like a different person. <laughs> Change for the better, I hope. But definitely, Mr. Grill. Yes, indeed. But uh, what I wanted to see you about was this wireless message that has just been received. It's about a friend of yours, I believe. Friend of mine? Who is it, Captain? Yes, I believe you mentioned the name of Jungle Jim Bradley several times during our conversation. Why, yes. We've been partners for years. I, I left him in Nahia ten days ago. What about him? Well, the Manila merchant put in at Nahia three days ago to pick up Mr. Bradley and another passenger, a lady named St. John. Yes, I know her too. A very, very good friend of Mr. Bradley's. Oh. What happened to them? Well, the Manila merchant ran into a very heavy gale two or three days out of Nahia. One of those furious tropical storms that breaks almost without warning and reaches almost typhoon proportions. Yes. It appears, from all accounts, that this jungle Jim Bradley was making his way along the deck trying to reach the hatchway when he ran into this lady, Mrs. St. John, mm. who was having trouble keeping up. And while he was assisting her to safety, heavy seas broke over the deck and swept them overboard. The little merchant hove to and stood by, but had a lot of trouble in those heavy seas, naturally. Well, that's 
That's all we've been able to get so far, although our operator is still trying to pick up additional news. I, I knew you would be interested. Yes, I... I am, Captain. Deeply interested. More than I can even begin to express. Would you excuse me, please? Poor Jim. Lost. Just when he'd begun to live. And trying hard to keep back the tears, Lil walks slowly toward her cabin. Once inside, she throws herself upon the bunk and gives vent to her emotion. What is happening in the meantime to Jim and Kitty caught in the vicious, deadly grip of the tropical hurricane? Don't miss the next exciting episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim. Remember, you can follow these adventures in the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of cartoon land like the all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly. The whole family follow the fun and frolics of Jiggs and Maggie, the Little King, the immortal Donald Duck, as well as the exciting adventures of Flash Gordon and Jungle Jim. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who every week find the greatest of home entertainment in the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. More thrilling radio adventures of Jungle Jim will be heard at the same time next week over the same station. Be sure to tune in. <laughs>